Hello, Scream Demons, and welcome to the Screens from the Basement podcast with Sam and Casey. This is a bi-weekly horror podcast in which two horror fans discuss all things horror, including news, recent watches, horror collectibles, and more. Hey, I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm Casey. And I'm Sam. And let's, and let's get, get screaming. screaming. Sam, this is our Halloween special. This is our, this is our, our, uh, what's, 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 what's the word I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like a cool reference to some like TV special back in the day, but I can't think of any episodes off the top of my head. Nope. I can't either. Nope. Nope. We're not going to, we're going to get Brown. (laughs) Sure. This is our great pumpkin and (laughs) Sam, I'm going to introduce our, our, our personal great pumpkin onto the show. Yeah, he a, he's he's a he's a friend of ours, a former co-host. He is the one, the only Blake Blakenstein Ginneth, and joining us on this episode. Hi, yeah, hey, everybody, good to be back, guys. It's good to have you back. I mean, yeah. this is I'm excited. This is Blake's first time on mm-hmm. screens from the basement. Yeah, big fan. I think we Whoop. have locked Blake in the basement already. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally in my basement, so. <laughs> The, the 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 thing about this episode, uh, this this is an episode that has a very boring title. It's the best Halloween movies ever, because all three of us have very very different versions of the topic that we're going to talk about <laughs> later on in the show. We're talking about crunchy leaf horror movies. We're talking about pumpkin spice horror. We're talking spooky wooky dooky horror movies. We're talking about the Halloween bests. We're we're talking about the best movies set around the Halloween, the ones that get us into that spooky spirit. And yeah. before we get into that, Blake, what's 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 up with you? What's what's going on? What can mm. you tell the people out there listening, the Scream Demons, about yourself, about what you do, about that other show you're on with that hmm. with that one guy? Uh, yeah, uh, I guess what I do is I. Lo- you made I the show you. before Andy, by the way. I made the show. You made mean? our show before Andy. Oh, was, yeah. So. Just saying. Yeah, I'd have been really upset if uh, he had gone on first, but I'm glad (laughs) things worked out the way they're supposed to. Uh, No, I mean, uh, I guess what I do is I watch movies. Um, I co-host a uh, podcast with uh, Andy Heller and Derek Fearink called The Criterion Break, which is on Andy's uh, Fat Dude channel, um, where we just talk about uh, the Criterion channel or the Criterion Collection. Uh, with 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 whatever news is happening there, or we, we try to cover like a filmmaker, or uh, we try to pick, we try we try to do uh, special things with uh, what we do. I know like uh, Criterion does like half off sales every year, and like sometimes we'll just we'll all of us will buy a movie and then we'll we'll all watch those movies and review them, and we try to do all kinds of cool different things. And um, <laughs> we're kind of like on a hiatus right now, which is really funny because we had a bigger we had a really long hiatus this past summer. And then we did a return show like six weeks ago. And then we're, and then we're talking about when to do another our, our, our follow-up. And it was kind of like we figured out that we, we can't really do one for another like two months. So um, we're, we're kind of like back, but we're not – we're going away and now we're going to come back again. So each of us have like a lot of big things happening right now in our lives and we're trying to like navigate around that. So, But we're looking to get uh, some stability here hopefully by the end of next month probably. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your return episode was awesome. Yeah, way. thank you. I it was a lot it. of fun. A lot of fun yeah. recording that. So, and you can tell Andy if you guys ever want to talk about that uh, upcoming 
uh, box set from uh, oh my god, now I can't even think of the guy, the guy, Todd Browning. Guys, the Todd Browning, the freaks box set that's yeah. coming out. Yeah, let us let us know. Because... Yeah, we'll have to do that. I'm because I haven't seen any of his movies except the Dracula, which I thought was well, I didn't like it. So I think uh, freaks but, is his best movie. Yeah, so. I, so I'm excited to watch some of that stuff because I haven't seen any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Andy, if you're listening out there, uh, please let a couple freaks on your freak show. Uh, he already has get, one, so he already has one, maybe two, maybe three already. What's a, what's a couple more freaks? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Sam, what what's 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 going on? How's this show work? What are we talking about first? What's what what's 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 the plan here? Well, I know it's October, so there's probably news, but nothing that's stu- like uh, stuck out. So we have yeah, no I, screaming mad news this. This time we, around, we looked through the news. There was one piece of news that I saw this afternoon. It was the Frankenstein Guillermo del Toro thing. We already talked about it. We already yeah. correctly predicted who's playing who in that. And yeah. there's a new uh, uh, William Brent Bell joint coming out. Mm. So we're oh, going to yeah. have our Bellathon sooner than later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for a stay alive, the boy. <laughs> I don't know. Just the a WB. Inside. Oh God, not that one. <laughs> Anything but that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna skip screaming mad news. We're going straight into what are you doobie doing? Mm. So what have you guys been doobie doing lately? Maybe Which guy? Anybody. Which guy are you referring to? Yeah, I, I can go. I can go first. Either I can, one. <laughs> I can go first. I'll get my my stuff out of the way. You and I, Sam, we have a lot of crossover. Um, we do. We have tons of crossover. First things first, we got to talk about Halloween Palooza a little bit because we have not talked about our experience there yet. That was uh, what two weekends ago? It was Friday the thirteenth weekend. Yes, and we were there on Friday, Saturday for Halloween Palooza. We did yes. a live recording of our podcast, which is now up on our feed. Uh, we where we did an old school killer countdown, which was actually mm-hmm. the first killer countdown. Me and Blake ever did was the yeah. Friday the Thirteenth series. Are you sure about that? I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. I remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it, our list is better. Our li- it's the defi- It's the more definitive I, I, list. I, I mean, you your list is probably better than the one that I was on because I literally was getting every movie screwed up. So. <laughs> It's it's already better than mine. <laughs> yeah, it it's fair. They they bleed together when you binge them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think yeah. when we did ours, we only did seven out of the twelve. So we did. Mm, oh yeah. We well, we did. did all, I think oh. eight. Or yeah. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got all twelve. We got all twelve ranked. It is up on our podcast feed now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I watched a couple Friday the Thirteenth mo- movies as well, so I won't really talk about them. I watched four and seven. Go listen to that podcast to hear yeah. both of our thoughts on those. I know Sam, you rewatched a couple too. Yeah, I rewatched seven and two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like yeah, I uh, yeah, I think I talked about four the last time we were on the pod. So yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to go through a couple Halloween Palooza pickups I got really quick. Yeah, I've got a Just, few too. Uh, I mean, I I think this is all I bought there in terms of like, I bought like a t-shirt. Yeah. And stuff like that. But in terms of like physical stuff, I only bought three things and they're all surprise, surprise, full moon related. <laughs> uh, I bought the uh, DVD when puppets attack, which is literally just like 
behind the scenes footage from the puppet masters and demonic <laughs> toys and stuff. Haven't watched it yet, but I eventually will. And then I picked up a couple of VHS tapes. I picked up Shrieker, which is an okay monster movie with a fun monster that you get to see for like one scene. <laughs> nice. Um, and then, I mean, like this, this was the coolest thing. As soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, I, I just need to pick it up. Uh, it is Bloodstone subspecies <laughs> two, my favorite full moon movie. As soon as I saw it, this is the uh, promotional video that they would send to video stores. I'm like, yep, yeah, that's that's coming home with me. But yeah, that was all oh, I yeah. picked up from Halloween of Palooza in terms of physical content was some full moon tapes and a DVD. Yeah. Oh, and I picked up some Blu-rays. I should have grabbed them. Picked up Basket Case two and three, and City of the Living Dead. Yay. For, like, for like five bucks <laughs> each. How much were the VHS tapes? Too much. <laughs> were, were, uh, were, they, were they more than the Blu-rays? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, so, uh, Halloween Palooza knows it's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Those vendors know the, the demographic. Uh, yeah. Subspecies, I think, was 15, and then Shrieker, I think I got for 5. That's not bad. Yeah, I also scored a pretty cool, gnarly VHS. I re uh, I replenished my... I don't have it with me. I replenished the fog, which sadly got eaten last summer um, in the VCR disaster of 22. <laughs> um, but I found this really cool. It's like the analog version of a two disc DVD special edition mm. of Jaws. That's cool. There's a whole second tape with nothing but special features on it. I'm so excited. Is that a hologram and, cover? Yeah, it's like a like a holographic cover that too. Rules. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is the. I'm pretty sure this is the VHS cover, the holographic one that scared the ever living piss out of me as a kid. I could not watch this movie until I was about 16 years old because I was so terrified of the poster of this. Yeah, I love Jaws. Um, I also found a novelization of Young Frankenstein. Nice. Didn't even know this existed. Super cool. You still haven't opened it to figure out if they had the putting on the Ritz song no, number in the novelization. It's so old. I'm so nervous to open it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then maybe like my most excited thing I found. So you know how we talked about Wolfman last time that I picked up at Supercon from the Burger King toys. I found the rest of them in bag. I have the water squirting creature from the black lagoon. Oh, I didn't know you found these. Yeah. I found them right after you went back to the hotel on like Saturday. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I got the Dracula that, Oh no. I didn't hook up Dracula's feet properly. He usually pops out of the coffin. It's super cool. I just screwed it up. The things that happen live. Fail. And I got Frankenstein, which I already technically had him. But I found him in bag. So I found the operating table that has been missing from mine for years now. So uh, I got really excited about that. And I'm going to totally... I took them all out of the bag, obviously, because you play with action figures. Mm -hmm. Like, right? I'm never going to resell these. But yeah, anyways, that's uh, that's my Halloween-a-Palooza haul. Along with a few other books that I'm sure I'll be talking mm -hmm. about once I read them. So, okay. yeah. 
uh, speaking of books, I have two books to just bring up really quickly that I bought. Um, just comic books. Uh, this is American Psycho, mm. which these both just dropped uh, t- like two weeks ago. Uh, it's it's kind of like in it's in the same universe as the patch as the uh, the Patrick Bateman story, the Christian Bale movie, but it's kind of told from a different perspective of someone else in that universe. Oh, so this nice. is only the first issue. I'm excited to see uh, the next issue when it comes out. Um, yeah, it was kind of not what I was expecting. Uh, and then the other one I picked up, it's Army of Darkness Forever, which is a sequel to both yeah. endings of Army of Darkness. Uh, it is uh, written by Tony Fleeks, who a buddy of ours from, from Supercon. Uh, yeah, this is great. He was telling us a little bit about it at yeah. Supercon. I was super excited to pick this up. Yeah, again, I'm excited to see where this goes, and I will probably keep talking about it as they as they come out. But yeah, it's a sequel to both endings. So both endings come together. Hmm. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I Yeah, you got me a copy of that one, too. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to dig into it. I haven't read it yet. So. All right. In, into uh, some doobie doing for movie watches. Like I said, I watched Friday the 13th Part 4 and 7. Uh, top tier Friday the 13th movies. I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 for the first time. Um. I don't know if either one of you have seen that movie. I, I didn't. I didn't care for it. I, I, I thought it was kind of doing what Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two was was doing, but just poorly. It just felt like you could tell Toby Hooper was missing behind the camera and behind the the script of the movie. It's yeah. trying to hit those same beats, but you don't. You're just missing a bit of that magic. Also, like there's no Bill Mosley to kind of wrap everything mm. together and bring that insanity to where it needs. I think everyone else just kind of falls flat, I guess, in terms of the the Leatherface family in the movie. Ken Foray's in it. I liked him. Probably could have used more of Ken Foray, but he's he's just kind of in it as Ken Foray. Yeah, I don't recommend this one. I, I it just didn't work for me. I don't yeah. like it very much. Uh, I know the director unfortunately did just pass away. He directed this movie and Puppet Master four and five and literally so many other horror sequels. Um, but yeah, this one just didn't work for me. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll revisit it down the road and it'll spark a little bit more than it did this time. Yeah. Uh, I, other, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no. I, what I was going to add was nothing of importance. I don't know why I opened my mouth. That's usually how this <laughs> show goes. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, next one, I have a couple rewatches on here uh, that I'll throw out. Uh, a couple Halloween themed rewatches, ones that won't make my my list later on in the show. I guess we didn't even talk about how the hell that's going to work. We'll get into that later. I guess we'll save it. Save it for later in the show. Uh, yeah. Next, next up, I'm talking about Hell House LLC. <laughs> which was a, a rewatch for me. This has kind of become almost a, a yearly watch for me. I watched this with uh, my buddy Dakota, who had never seen it. He, I think he liked it, but was like, I'm never going to watch that again. It's and fair. I think that he meant that in the best way possible. I get that. I mean, this movie is 90 minutes. It's a 90 minute, uh, literally haunted attraction movie. I think there's enough story to keep you going throughout, but it's literally like you as the audience member are going through the haunted house. Yeah. I like this movie a lot. I think this movie rules. There's tons of great scares. One of the best scary clowns of all time. Mm. Uh, Next up, I I also had another rewatch. Happy Halloween, Scooby-Doo. 
one of the better Scooby-Doo movies to come out in the last couple years. I think we've talked about this on this show. Maybe not. Maybe we talked about it on Slashlot. Yeah, it might have been Slashlot, actually. Uh, This is the one with uh, Elvira, Bill Nye, and Scarecrow from the Batman universe. Uh, This movie's incredible. It has... (laughs) It has everyone, the the kind of modern Scooby Doo voice cast all coming back. It was so nice to have, like, in, in terms of like modern Scooby Doo. That's who I hear as Shaggy and, and Velma yep. and Daphne and and Fred and Scoob. Uh, th- this movie again kind of plays into like Fred only loves one thing, and it's the mystery machine. <laughs> I love that characterization for Fred. Fred should not be the cool guy. He should not be the leader because he's not. <laughs> He's literally the dork who thinks he's macho, macho, and is just yep. in love with his car. Uh, this movie has like Mad Max references. It has references <laughs> to to Predator. Elvira's there the entire movie. She literally like becomes a part of the Scooby Gang by the end. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I love the it. Uh, the gag where Daphne is like slowly over the movie trying to become Elvira too is really funny. Yeah, they like hint that. <laughs> This she has she's also done this before to other people like yeah their lives and like what kind of backstory does Daphne have where she's literally taking over people's lives? Modern Daphne and Scooby Doo is just a treat. Like mm-hmm. her and uh, Be Cool Scooby Doo, she's the best member of the gang. She's so funny. I, again, my theory of great Scooby Doo happens when there's a great Daphne. I think this mm-hmm. is another example of that. Yep, and it's really I mean Velma's kind of the main character in this movie. Yeah, which they've done with this one and Trick or Treat Scooby Doo. Yeah, which is the one of the two recent Halloween movies. That's the one that I prefer is Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat, okay. Yeah, but I do really like this one a lot. Uh, next up, I another rewatch that I had. I, I rewatched Drag Me to Hell, Sam Raimi's, in my opinion, modern horror classic. I. This time watching it, I, I went up to a full five stars. This is mm. just bona fide, great horror film. Right up there with the best of the Evil Dead series. What's crazy is that this movie is a PG-13, but it doesn't lose any of those gags that Sam Raimi is known for in the movie. Sure, it's not blood, but there's like saliva and goop everywhere. Like a- anytime the, the old lady mm-hmm. opens her mouth, there's just stuff falling out of it and it's disgusting and i love it uh there's some eyeball gags there's a talking goat at the end of this movie during a seance this movie is so it's so (laughs) mean-spirited it's very melodramatic but it's also full of that sam raimi slapstick and all those tones come together perfectly and i don't think anyone else could do that besides sam raimi I've never seen this one. You've never what? You've never seen Dragon no, to Hell? I've never oh seen Dragon to Hell. <laughs> oh, oh. Sam, you need to watch Dragon to Hell. Dude, for the longest time, Raimi was the guy that made the Spider-Man movies to me. Like, well, yeah. That's just what I knew him from. I didn't watch Evil Dead until like I was an adult. <laughs> I didn't I mean, I like, didn't well I, I obviously grew up with Spider-Man, but Right. Hmm. Yeah, so I just I don't know. It's just one of them I haven't checked off my list yet. Oh my god! I've I seen hope. like scenes from it and stuff. There's like a vomit scene at some point. I don't know. Well, is that uh, right? Not really. Uh, there's a scene where she go. There's a scene where she goes to someone's like wake, who's passed away. Oh, and okay. The the coffin falls on her, 
and the body falls yeah. on her. And, and like and, all the embalming. Yeah. Just, oh, okay. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the scene I've yeah. seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's yeah. yeah, that shit's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably my favorite Sam Raimi movie is Drag Me to Hell. Oh mm-hmm. damn. Okay. Yeah. I gotta uh, put this one on the watch list. Soon. It's wild. It's a great like daytime horror movie because most of the scares are during the day. And okay. um mm-hmm. like uh most most like horror movies are like they're they're kind of like serious in tone, but the characters don't take itself that they don't take the, the, the plot seriously. But like mm-hmm. Drag Me to Hell is the opposite where the characters are like very serious about what's happening and the movie it's like <laughs> the movie is like three stooging them all the way. Mm-hmm. You know, like the movie's pulling the gags on them. It's it's a lot of fun. So Okay. Yeah. That's cool. It's so much. Yeah, it's a great movie. Sam, I hope you love it when you finally watch it. That movie rules. I love it yeah. so much. Yeah. From That's the awesome. way you're describing it, I imagine mm-hmm. I will. Uh, a new watch for me. I'd never seen this before. I watched 1408. Uh, you've on... never seen this? I... <laughs> Sam, you've never watched Drag Me to Hell. I know. Here I feel like. Uh, uh, no, I watched this. This I... is my Drag Me to Hell. <laughs> no, I love this. You guys I are dragging me through hell. Uh... <laughs> I love this. This is great. Uh, John Cusack was incredible in this movie. Uh, who would have thought that Stephen King would write a, a short story about a, an alcoholic author who stays in a hotel? <laughs> like so far out of the, the realm of possibility for him. Yeah, I mean, this has the King isms all over this movie. Oh yeah, and I think it works perfectly. I love this movie. Obviously, like there's tones of like The Shining. Like, what if it's like what if Jack just stayed in his hotel room? the entire time and that's this movie so i yeah i love this one and i think it's purely because like it improves upon the short story it's one of the rare king adaptations that i'm like no the movie is better like the movie is genuinely better movies have been on the same level or they've been worse but this is like one of the very rare ones that it's like no this elevated the source material to a different level Mm-hmm. I love 1408. I'm so glad you liked it. Oh yeah, my god. Great. It's great. Yeah. Um the next 3 I know Sam you have watched as well. Um do you <laughs> yeah. want to talk about them now or you want to talk about them when we get to yours? We can talk about them now. I don't okay. have much to say on uh I don't really have too much to say on any of them for different oh, re- reasons. Oh, really? For okay. different reasons? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we watched Child's Play in the theater at the at the State Theater nice. for yeah. a late night at the State. Sam, I know you love this movie. This I is love obviously this movie. one of your favorite horror movies. Period. I like Child's Play. I just don't love Child's Play. It's a great movie. I think it's a great horror movie. It's one of those seminal horror movies, in my opinion, of all time. Everyone knows who Chucky is. Everyone knows this movie. Everyone knows the lines from, you know, with her, you know, finding the batteries that aren't in his back, mm-hmm. you know, having the, the scene with uh, young Alex Vincent. This is the end friend. I think. Oh, God, a- I love that line so much. And then Chucky, you know, keep coming back from basically from the dead throughout the entire third act of the movie, just coming back after them. I like this movie. I just don't like watching this movie at 10, 10 o'clock at night. I okay, so yeah, ten o'clock at night. It's it's a it's a late it night dra- at the state. I love them. It, it dragged just, a little. It dragged a little for me this time. Oh, this know. one did. Yeah. Oh, 
I didn't think it dragged. I just, it's up, it's past my bedtime, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm always fighting to stay awake during these. I love them to death, but it's like, God, even if it's a movie I'm super hyped for, I'm like, usually like, okay, stay awake, stay awake for like the last 20 minutes of it. Um, that said, I love seeing this in a crowd. I thought we had a really receptive crowd. Uh, they, they reacted when <laughs> the big moments came. Like the first time Chucky speaks in the movie. Oh God. Just there's so much there's so much to love about this movie and this franchise as a whole. Um but yeah, I like we've done a whole episode on yeah, Child's play. That's right. So <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. the next the next two double feature that we did. Uh I rewatched The Exorcist. I mean it's... I watched The Exorcist for yeah. the first time. I finally watched it. It was good. I don't like exorcism movies. It was good. It was really good. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's 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 the greatest horror film of all time. Like, I, I disagree. I don't like. It's not my favorite horror movie of all time. It's the greatest dis- horror movie of all time. I disagree. The Shining exists. Anyways, um. <laughs> If we're talking King adaptations that improve upon the source novel, sorry, King nerds. It does. Um, Stephen King just unsubscribed from our podcast. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding, Stephen. Uh, your book is just very different. And let's just agree that Mike Flanagan's Dr. Sleep is the best thing to come out of any of that. Um, we'll be talking about Flanagan later. What was I saying about Exorcist? It was good. <laughs> I, I liked it. I really liked Father Karras. I wish there was more of him. Um, He's the main character of the movie. He is, but like, I just... Okay, here's <laughs> what I'm going to say. There's like a scene where they're all sitting at a piano singing songs for like four fucking minutes. And sorry, Facebook algorithm. But like, I was like, why are we watching this? And there were just pacing moments like that where I was just like, I get that we're sitting with the characters and it does make the scares in the second half more effective, but like there's a point where I feel like certain scenes are drawn out too much. And that might just be my ADHD brain talking in the end. I think it nailed the ending. The second half of this movie is perfect. And uh, yeah, I was surprised actually I didn't have everything in this movie spoiled for me, I guess I thought I did, but there were a few things in the third act that surprised me. So I, I don't know. I liked it. It was good. I can't uh, say the same thing for the sequel that we're about to talk about. And yeah. That's about all I'll really say about um, it. Leslie Odom Jr. is really good at it. That's all I'll say. I'll go into it a little more. This movie is awful. Exorcist Believer is the worst movie of the year. This is one of the worst movies I've seen in a very long time, and I watched David Gordon Green's uh, Halloween Ends. This movie makes that look like a masterpiece. The writing in in, uh, Exorcist Believer, this is one of the worst scripts I've ever seen put in in a major Hollywood horror film. The script is truly awful. It doesn't even make any sense, the, 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 the script of the movie. There are so many plotting and pacing issues. There is characterization for one person. Yeah. For Leslie Odom Jr. He gets, mm-hmm. he's the and only really, one who's that's an actual more, character. That's more him than I think the script, if we're being honest. It's, it's him being honest. and one thing that happens in the prologue of the movie. 
Yeah. He gets yeah. that, and that's kind of his character throughout the entire movie. He gets this one thing that happens at the beginning of the movie, and it just literally informs his entire character for the other two freaking hours of this movie. It is baffling that this movie was even made. It's baffling that no one stopped to say, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, this, yeah, it, this, this, it's awful. Don't watch it. It's terrible. Go watch The Exorcist. Go watch The Exorcist 3. Go watch The Exorcist 2. I mean, go watch it if matter. you want. I No, don't, don't. Don't. Go watch Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell instead. Uh, I, I just, felt like I was getting yeah. dragged to hell watching this movie. It was mind-numbing. I can't recommend it. But The, the patriarchy made me watch this. <laughs> There's... there, it, Yeah, it's just frustrating. There's too much. All of it seems a little underbaked. And like by the end, there's there's a couple moments in the third act that are supposed to be like big emotional gut punches that I don't know about you, but I was actually confused about the clarity of what actually had happened. Like I was like, wait, what? I mean, like it's not a it's not a complicated movie, but it's just the way it's edited, the way it's just presented. Is just, I don't know. It was weird. I just had a disconnect from frame one of this movie, which opens on a really cheap jump scare, just out of nowhere. Like, mm -hmm. it just opens with two dogs fighting and they're barking. And it, that's like the first sound you hear in this movie is a loud dog barking. And from there, it just, it doesn't get better. And I don't know. I just, it was a weird disconnect I had through this whole movie. There's some um, CGI in the in literally the first ten minutes of this movie that Sharknado wants back. It's that well, bad. There's some awful I didn't CGI. Think it was in that bad. <laughs> it was awful. It was truly terrible. But I don't know. I yeah, like I just didn't vibe with this one. Um, and this is coming from someone who really likes David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy. Even so, I don't know. Watch it if you wanna, but I'm not gonna recommend it. I will not be watching Exorcist. What is it? Deceiver? Is that the next one? I don't know. I'll... I think so. Yeah, yeah it is. Deceiver I... and then Golden Retriever. I'd rather watch that one. Let's watch <laughs> Exorcist. I, I literally pitched a, a much more entertaining Exorcist movie on the way to watch this movie to Sam. The Airbud one? The, the Airbud one, where Airbud becomes an Exorcist. Hmm. It's a, mu it's oh, a much God. better movie than. Actually, Danny McBride could probably write that movie too. Anyway, let's move on. Blake, yeah. What have you been doing? What have you been doobie 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 doing? Well, I've not, I've not been watching The Exorcist uh, Believer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've actually watched a lot of stuff lately. Um, I've been trying to get as much in as I can uh, for the month. Um, well, for the past couple months, and uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll just skip everything that I didn't like. Um, because there was a few movies that I, I really just didn't connect with. But um, I'll start with a, a movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. Um, it's called We're All Going to the World's Fair. No, um, but I've heard of this one. It's, 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 it's kind of like a found footage movie, but not really. It takes place. Does, no, it doesn't take place. Most of it takes place on a computer screen. I'm now realizing that it's not a found footage movie. It's just a lot of it's on a computer screen. And it's about this girl who finds like this internet game and it's, it's the world's fair and she basically has to do something 
and then um you know something like, like she does she does like three or four things and then she's supposed to wait uh for the results and 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 tape whatever happens to her and um this you know the reviews on like letterbox are pretty split like a lot of people just either didn't like this or they really liked it. Um, I, I gave it three and a half. I, it's really interesting. It kind of lives in that space of, of Skinamarink and the Outwaters where like nothing really happens. Mm. But mm. I found what I did see pretty interesting. It's ultimately about a girl who is trying to find her way in life when most of her online, or most of her life is, is creating like an online persona. And um, there's really no scares in this movie. It's just it's the way the way it uses sound and lighting and some of its images. It's 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 quite mm, scary. Not scary, but like like intense at times. It's it's hard to explain without showing you clips or anything. But um, I really enjoyed it uh, a lot, and I I I think most people are not going to like it, but. Those who like kind of see what it's trying to do, I think we'll find a lot of um, a lot of quality in it. Um, but uh, but I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, let's see what else I watched here. I have my uh, Andy Heller is chiming in here. He did not oh. care for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's a slow movie. I I, I won't deny it. Like. It, I think it's an hour and a half, and I'll be honest. I was checking my watch a few times. I don't, but I don't. I don't trust Andy anymore. He liked Exorcist Believer, so I don't. I don't believe that that comment. At all. <laughs> um, I watched a movie called um, Dust Devil, uh, which I've wanted to see for a few decades now, um, and it's by Richard Richard Stanley, who is sort of mm-hmm. like this this wild wild man director from South Africa. He's made only like three or four movies. He made this, he made hardware, which I really, really liked a lot um, about a uh, post-apocalyptic world where a guy creates a robot and the robot just goes around killing people. Uh, And then he made, he was making the Island of Dr. Moreau remake with uh, Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer, but he was fired from that movie. And this, this dude is so crazy that he snuck back onto the island where they were shooting and he had makeup applied to him as one of the monsters. And so he, he went every day as an extra and like watched his movie being made while some other director made it <laughs> as like one of the creatures in the background of the movie. And there's a whole documentary on this. I haven't seen it yet. Here's crazy. Um, so he, he had that movie taken away from him. That movie is disastrously bad, but he made, uh, his last movie he made was called the color out of space with Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. um, which was, I thought was pretty good, but, um, this movie dust devil is shot in Namibia, the same, the same country that, uh, Fury Road was shot in. And it's just about this shape shifting, uh, demon in the, in the desert who is just like attacking people. I really couldn't make up, make sense of what was happening. But like it has this this like it has this aura about it that I just found really intoxicating, and there's a lot of incredible images to it, and a lot of really really like dialed in performances, and some of the camera work on it is like really really good. Um, so this is on the Criterion Channel right now as a part of like their '90s horror so- section. Uh, recommend that. I really enjoyed that. Saw Brain Damage at the State Theater. That was pretty yeah. crazy. Um, 
I mean, people like really like reacted in the right moments for that. And it's, it's kind of wild that that movie like outsold Child's Play to me, but that's still uh, pretty awesome. I really enjoy Brain mm-hmm. Damage a lot. Um, pretty transgressive stuff. VHS, yeah, that was so much fun. That was yeah, so yeah, much yeah. Fun. It, was, it was a lot of fun. VHS 85, um, the newest uh, movie uh, uh, in, the, in the VHS series is, um, I think, the weakest one so far. I still liked it a lot, but um, a lot of a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, the shorts in the movie like they felt really incomplete. Um, this movie does do something that I've never that, that none of the other um, VHS movies do, and, and for my recollection, a lot of other anthology movies haven't done. I'm not going to ruin what it does, but it does something that I've never seen before in an anthology horror series. And I was, I, I really liked that quite a bit. And when you guys see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but um, yeah, I, I mean, this is, I, I don't want to say this is like the, the come down of the series where it's like, okay, maybe we should shift on because I really enjoy the series as a whole. Um, but this is definitely like a level below even like 99, which I thought was okay. So I'm, I'm a little nervous. They just announced the newest one for next year. And supposedly it's all like in space or sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, it's like sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Right? So I'm really curious to see what that's all about. I'm, I'm, I hope they kind of like take their time with it and like um, actually adhere to like what found footage rules there are because there's one uh, of the of the shorts in the movie uh, directed by Scott Derrickson that like blatantly just doesn't even care about the rules of found footage, which I <laughs> thought was like it, it just doesn't even make any sense. I've heard um, that, yeah. Even, even yeah. though it's kind of, even though it might be like the most effective one, um, it even it, it, it even needle drops throbbing gristle at one point, which is super super cool. Um, the uh, I watched Wreck. I rewatched Wreck, which I haven't seen in a long time. I thought that was pretty good. It didn't like work for me as much as it used to, which uh, I I I, th- I think I'm getting a lot of stuff in my head with images from part two mixed up with this one because. A lot of stuff I thought that I thought happened in part one, I think happened in part two. So now I need to rewatch part two. But Wreck, I think, is a, a really great zombie movie or infected movie, however which way you want to look at it. Um, I, I, it really like if you want to talk about like found like the rules of found footage, I think Wreck does a really good job of following um, those rules. Especially like it just starts like there's no opening credits. Like you you'll press play and then, like it's just like literally a, a camera turns on. I love that. Um, I rewatched Jordan Peele's Us, which is my favorite movie. Well, it was my favorite movie of his. Uh, but um, after this rewatch, it kind of like went down a little bit for me. Um, I, I think I like Nope more than anything now that he's mm-hmm. done. Um, I rewatched uh, Phantasm, which I'll talk about later. Um, the Last Voyage of the Demeter, I thought was okay. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I, 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 I think it's like 30 minutes too long. And like the, the narration, like I get why the narration is there, but I think like the actor and the way he was, like the actor they chose, I think just wasn't, it just, it was just really dumb the way he was narrating. Like I wanted a more like ominous feeling to it. And this guy, like just, it wasn't that. So I was kind of disappointed with that. <laughs> it comes off a little bit like a, he's on a swashbuckling adventure. Yeah. 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 That's exactly, <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I rewatched demons recently, which is one of yeah. my, yeah, really fun eighties um, horror movie where like, um, yeah, stuck in the theater, uh, the monsters from the movie come alive and they start killing people in the theater. They get stuck in the theater. 
Really great soundtrack. Um, Motley Crue, Billy Idol, except uh, the score is actually really good. I, 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 it's funny, like, I bought the 4K of this from, I, I don't know how long ago I, it came out. I think it might have came out in 2021. And I just now opened it and watched it. <laughs> uh, this, this movie looks and sounds incredible in 4K. Um, would recommend it if you like this movie and want to, like, watch it in that way. Um, I watched Phantasm 2. As you guys know, I was messaging yeah. you guys last night. Mm -hmm. That like movie rules. Jesus Christ, I was coming the entire fucking time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, this movie, this movie is this movie is so much fun. It takes a while to get going, but like the last 45 minutes are just rip roaring, like just total Don Coscarelli. Like this dude is a wildcat. I mean, yep. he's got like a supercharged Hemi vehicle. They're driving around. Like one dude puts two double barreled shotguns together and creates a, a four barreled shotgun. It's just. <laughs> It's just bonkers and, and, and insane. Um, I got a, a couple more. Uh, uh, they cloned Ty Tyrone on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this or not. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like not really a horror movie, but it's more of a genre movie. But like, it's about how like, I don't want to ruin too much. Basically, like John Boyega is this drug dealer in a ghetto. I think it's Atlanta that they're in. And he basically like finds out that he's been cloned. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you why or how or or how the, the, the machinations of the movie works because it's it's really cool how you discover everything. Um, just a lot of fun. The, the the director adds a lot of grain to the movie, so it feels like a black exploitation movie from the 70s. Mm. Jamie Foxx plays a pimp. Um, <laughs> In it, he's really good. There, the, he and uh, with those two, there's a a prostitute. Her name, her name is Yo Yo. I forget the name of the I, I forget the name of the actress. She is excellent, and I could see her becoming a big star. Like really, really good performance. Um, Kiefer Sutherland shows up late as this this uh, sketchy dude, but a really really fun movie. It's on Netflix. It'll be there. For, it'll be there for a long time, so no rush to see it. But um, really, really, really fun movie. Uh, last night I watched the, the new Saw movie, uh, which I think is, I think it might be my favorite one of the entire series nice. other than, other than the first one. Um, <laughs> I think this is the funniest movie of the year, like either intentionally or unintentionally. And I don't mean that as like a disrespect to it. It's, it's, there is, I don't want to say ruin stuff for it because I don't think you guys have seen it yet, but no. like there is shit in this movie that is so funny that like, I, I you just you just got to see it. Like, the, it, it's 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 so tongue in cheek that it has to be intentional. Like, I <laughs> and, and maybe we can talk about it off air or something. I just don't want to ruin it for the people who haven't seen it. But like, there are stuff in there that I was just laughing at, and it's just the, these little small things that the filmmakers do um, that um, really make it worthwhile. Uh, it, it's a little long; it's two hours, but like the 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 traps are fun. And it, it's it's kind of it, it's a saw movie, but it's not like it doesn't work the same way as other ones do. I, I won't say how because I don't want again. I don't want to ruin it for people, but um, I, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, really, yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Uh, I got two more. Uh, the Majorettes I watched on Tubi. This is a slasher movie from the eighties um, that turns into like a full on like Arnold Schwarzenegger eighties like action movie at the end. Um, this dude in like a, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? He's like a camouflage suit. It's just going around, you know, slashing people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's typical slasher stuff where like, oh, this chick's going to get naked and 
a lot of really like nasty gratuitous shots of her body and then the guy comes in and stabs her and kills her a lot of that and then like the ending is like oh it's got to be this biker gang and then so like everyone shows up with guns and it's just this big shootout which is just <laughs> crazy and of course it turns out it's not them but um so that's on tubi pretty wild movie not like nothing to like write home about but if you're in for something kind of like tubi-ish like that's a fun movie and the final the final movie i, I didn't watch this last but i wanted to say this last because it is it is by far the best thing i watched in the past like two months it's a it's a it's a made for tv movie called when a stranger calls back um, this is a sequel to the movie When a Stranger Calls from mm-hmm. the 70s. This came out in like 92, 93, 94 in that era. Made for Showtime, uh, starring the original actress, Carol Kane. She plays a different character. Um, you do not need to watch the first one to see this one, which is awesome because I would say just dive in. Um, this is on the Criterion channel right now under their 90s horror any, anytime they bring a movie like this on, I'm really cur- like I'm really interested because it's like, why would they bring on something like this? But like, oh my god, this movie is incredible. Um, it's like it's like 97 minutes long. The first 30 is one entire scene where this woman is being stalked in a house. It's scary as hell. There, there is no way Lee Winnell has not seen this and used this as a reference for The Invisible Man because <laughs> this movie, like, it shoots spaces and moves the camera just like Winnell does in The Invisible Man where it's like, it's like this guy is like, I, 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 I can't say too much because, you know, it gives it away, but like, you know, like this girl's at home, she's babysitting this, this, these, these two girls for the, or these, these two children for this family and... Like, this guy knocks, like, hey, my car broke down. Like, can I use your phone? And she's really smart. She's like, no. And, like, there'll be, like, an insert shot of the lock where, like, the lock is, like, just dangling there, you know? Like, it's one of those, like, like those locks where you, you hang it up and, and move it. And so, like, she's like, no, like, but I can call them for you. And so she's, like, kind of, like, untrustworthy. And then, like, she'll go to the phone and, like, call. And then she'll go back and she's like, hey, I called. And then, like, they'll put an insert shot of the of the the lock just like dang, dangling there, and the, the guy's like, "Okay, like, I'll wait, you know." And then, like, like I'll come back later and knock. He's like, "Hey, they're not they're not here yet. Like, where are they at? Can I come in and call?" She's like, "No." And they'll insert shot of, like the lock just dangling there, and it's just like all of that for like thirty minutes. And then she's walking around the house checking the doors. Doors are locked. Sliding doors locked. And then, like, the guy's knocking on the door, like, "Oh yeah, can I call?" Like, they aren't here yet. She's like, "No, like, go away. Like, I'm home alone." And all this stuff and and like insert shot on the lock just dangling there and then like she'll go to, she'll go to the kitchen and the sliding doors open and then it's like a knife is missing just all these like insert shots and all this stuff is like building and there's no music and it's just like constant like shots of like stuff where it's like was that there before like did i see like it, like is that window open? was that open, window open before like all that stuff is adding up and this is just the first 30 minutes of the movie and it's just like building and building obviously something happens Cuts to later on, Carol Kane enters. She's like now this like therapist who helps women who are attacked. And this guy is like, re- this basically the guy got caught by police. He gets released and now is stalking this woman again, but you don't know who this guy is. And then all of a sudden, like this cop gets brought in, like, this private eye, and he's like hired to find out like who this guy is, how to stop this guy from killing this girl. And like, it's a little, a, li- just a little slow in the, the middle, like forty minutes. 
but oh my god, the last 15 minutes are just ramped back up, and you find out how this guy is able to stalk people. He's getting in and out of apartments and stuff, and you find out like how he does it, and it is it is the most bonkers shit. I, I just I can't recommend this movie enough. If you guys want to use my password and stuff to, to watch this, like <laughs> please do. This is like a Saturday night, 10 o'clock, like turn off the lights, crank this way up. Tr- like, I I love this movie. This is one of the best watches I've watched all year, hands down. Cannot recommend this movie enough. So much better than nice. the original. I, I just I want to sing the praises of this movie because it is it's so much fun. So so much fun. So yeah, when a stranger calls back, highly, highly recommend. So yeah. Rad dude. I will definitely check that out. I've only ever seen the first one. It's good. And then the remake. Oh yeah. Not which... I think I've only ever seen the remake. Yeah. The original is great. We're like the first 15 minutes is great. And then the middle half is just this really boring detective movie that it ramps up again in the end but like the sequel is just interesting from beginning to end so nice yeah we're gonna have to do a when a stranger calls episode yeah yeah have to have to all right sam all right what have you Um, been be doing we talked about friday i finally watched slaughterhouse because i missed it when it was only one night in theaters and uh this is one of my favorite movies of the year i absolutely loved it um it is is this on something now it's on hulu yeah okay and uh it's yeah i mean it's a creature feature slash not even creature feature it's an animal attack movie slasher with a cute as shit sloth puppet in the dead center of it and uh yeah it's part mean girls part like sorority row um it's very tongue-in-cheek the whole time um crazy twists like I don't know. They dewey a bunch of characters. It's fun. It's so much fun. I loved it. It was like a blend of my favorite different subgenres. Um, you know, and that yeah, I loved it. Mileage may vary. For most people, this is gonna be probably like three, three and a half stars. For me, it was four bordering on four and a half. I don't know. By next year, probably five. I really like Slaughterhouse. Um I watched Dark Harvest, um, which is based on one of my favorite books of all time. It is not as good as the book, but I still had a really good time with this one. Um, It is oozing with atmosphere and Halloween spookiness. Um, It's the characterization, the editing uh, get a little wonky, but oh my God, this is a mean movie. There's some great gore in it. Um, It's like, Sawtooth, it, it, the sawtooth jacket it, it makes it kind of like pumpkin head meets the purge and so which is pretty much the novel um and and it's just yeah the the ending actually kind of branches off from what the book does and uh surprised me just because it's very different in its ending and i don't know if it quite nails it but I appreciate that it went for something different and kind of swung for the fences. Um, I'm forgetting the actor's name, but the guy who plays the sheriff is great. It's like he's channeling like Bill Mosley uh, from the, you know, from like 80s and 90s. It's it's very like, uh, it's very serious. 
but also has like elements of kind of campiness to it and it's a period piece so like i don't know this movie's just weird it swings for the fences i kind of love it david slade like has a really slick style that he applies to this and it, it works it's really good i liked it um i watched the spear halloween movie which is now on shutter um and it's fun kids horror movie like it's nothing it's nothing more than what you'd expect it's nothing less than what you'd expect it was fun i liked it um yeah i could totally see how if i was a kid watching this this would be like a spooky season watch every year um child's play we already talked about tv chucky's back on air it rules there has been at least one, if not multiple kills in each episode so far that made me go, how did they get this on TV? This is gory. It is a meat, like Chucky's a mean son of a bitch in this season, like more so than he has been in the last two. Um, God, and I don't want to spoil anything other than that, except for Chucky's in the White House this season. And the mid-season finale is two days from now and I cannot wait to watch it because it is a Halloween episode and it is set at the white house. And I'm like, Holy crap. What does a Halloween party white house episode with Chucky look like? I'm so excited. Uh, they released a still from it today. He's in like a phantom of the opera mask. And I'm just like, yeah, just give it to <laughs> me now. Give it to me now. Um, and then I just finished this today uh, when I got home. Uh, finally watched to the end uh, the new Mike Flanagan series, The Fall of the House of Usher. You finished oh, it? Yeah, I finished it. Holy shit, he did it again. Um, I loved this series. Um, it's so hard for me to even say like what my ranking of any of his miniseries would be because I really love all mm. of them. I think Midnight Mass for me is definitely the front runner. And Usher doesn't change that. But I think it's totally on par with Hill House and Bly Manor. Um, Midnight Club, I still haven't finished. That one's just so heavy. But, um, oh my God. This is like... The Eat the Rich horror has kind of been played out at this point. You know, like a lot of people have done it. And I wouldn't necessarily say Usher is Eat the Rich horror. But it has enough of that. And I think that like it should kind of be the final nail in the coffin on this like subgenre for the time being, because it's, it's about wealth and how it corrupts. And God, I don't know when it, when I started this, this series, I was like, this isn't as good as like what it normally is. And it took me a few episodes to get into the groove of it. And then by the end of it, I was like, when all the pieces start like coming together, the finale is just, fucking incredible like i i i adored this um so yeah i bruce greenwood's probably the standout for me in this uh he's just bringing his a game um i don't know if you like poe especially and you like flanagan i don't think you're gonna go wrong with this it's uh it's it's cool it's dark it's gothic it even has a little bit of campiness especially at the end um like I don't know. It goes, it kind of like, it's, it's like, it's not a Corman movie, but like, you can tell that 
Flanagan likes the Corman movies because especially in the finale, there's a little bit of Corman in there and it's, it's really cool to see. Um, yeah, I really love this. Uh, I literally re-upped my Netflix subscription just for this and then I'll probably turn it off again next month, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to have to do. I, again, I've said it on the show a couple of times. I'm literally, I've only ever seen haunting of Hill house. So at yeah. some month this summer, we're going to re-up our Netflix that we finally got kicked off of. Yeah, <laughs> and literally just every week maybe binge a Flanagan series, and then yeah. drop it because Netflix is awful. They don't. Yeah, Netflix is awful. Pay your writers, pay your actors. Make good movies. Yeah. <laughs> Quit trying to make Red Notice two happen. Oh god, that's it. That's all I is that got. It? That, yeah. That's all you got. All right. Well, we are going to get into our main topic then. Uh, main topic of this episode, like I said at the beginning, we're talking Halloween movies. We are talking some of our favorite Halloween season movies, favorite autumn movies, favorite spooky season, favorite uh, movies that just kind of get us into that that Halloween spirit. Mm-hmm. And before we get into that, uh, I'm going to lay some groundwork, I guess, a little bit mm-hmm. uh, on how we're going to do this. First of all, none of us know what movies the other people are going to bring up. Each one of us is going to bring up three different movies that we consider like quintessential Halloween or fall themed <laughs> movies mm-hmm. for yeah. us. Um, those movies won't include, we kind of made uh, the three movies I threw out were John Carpenter's original Halloween, Hocus Pocus, Trick or Treat, Beetlejuice, yeah. like the, the mm. stuff you would like, the stuff that's on 31 Nights of. Halloween mm-hmm. on on whatever is it a is it still ABC Family? If it takes up approximately twenty percent of Spirit Halloween, it's not eligible. Sorry, we want to we want to highlight some I don't know we want to highlight some maybe oddball choices or out there stuff, mm-hmm. more personal things you know like yes that's where I, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, that's where mine came from, too. I guess I, let's kind of go just around before we say what movies we are. Let's say like what what this the Halloween season means to us. What besides horror movies gets us into the Halloween season? And then what was your criteria for the movies? Sam, what about what about you? I mean, I've always been a big fan of fall in general. Um, I just like the weather. I'm a hoodie person. I like wearing hoodies. Um and I like pumpkin spice, man. Like pumpkin spice, everything. It's good. It's good. I'm, I'm a basic. I'm a basic bitch. I, I love my pumpkin spice. Um, I yeah. I mean, fall is just great. I like going to the apple orchard, apple cider, all the good stuff. You know, picking pumpkins from a pumpkin patch. Um, but when I was like looking at movies, so what's weird for me, especially when we get into like October, I watch a lot of like family stuff. Like I actually don't watch a lot of R-rated stuff in the month of October because a lot of my comfort watches are from when I was a kid. And the stuff that I come back to and revisit every season is usually stuff that I was watching at a young age. But I also tried to keep in mind that I now have a lot of other like like R-rated adult fare that I come back to every year. So I tried to include like kind of a mix. Um but yeah, as far as like as far as what gets me into the spooky season, 
my animated flicks. It's like, you know, Wallace and Gromit Curse of the Weir Rabbit. It's, you know, like Coraline, The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, Monster House, like those kinds of things. Um, and the, the TV specials like Peanuts, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, mm. uh, the Garfield Halloween special, like those kinds of things. Just the, I don't know. Those are like the family matters Halloween special. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Oh, and I watch a lot of like, if, if you come over to our house at any given point in October, you're likely to see one of the Bob's burgers, Halloween episodes playing on our TV as we're doing things in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of my like fall vibes. Mm-hmm. I Blake? listen to Witchy Woman by the Eagles a lot. Blake, what about you? <laughs> um, well, so I kind of have uh, a very natural in to the fall, which is uh, my birthday is the 27th of this month. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of like tied emotionally to the end of the month. And I've sort of claimed the entire month since I've become a horror fan and parts of September as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm... It's the same thing. I, I, I just, I love that, that like crisp, not cold, but not warm where like you get that cool breeze. I love hearing leaves blow in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually raked leaves for the first time last week and I bought a regular bag of, of, of like uh, bags or I'm sorry, a regular box of bags for leaves but I also bought two like jack-o'-lantern bags of leaves, so my mm-hmm. kids my kids would really get a kick out of that, and they did. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of it is tied into like I I would I would take like my birthday through Halloween off, and I would just watch you know horror movies, scary movies, and new ones, old ones, and I've sort of just kind of played on that idea for the past I don't know, I feel like fifteen or sixteen years where I I've really gotten into the, into, into horror movies and Halloween. And I, I you know, it was fun. It's like, I don't love dressing up. I, I, I rarely, rarely dress up on Halloween. Um, but I do love the idea of it. I love, uh, we like uh, you guys know, but I just moved recently and the neighborhood we got into a lot of people are putting up like really cool decorations. Like my neighbor, like a couple blocks down has like one of those like 15 foot werewolves in their, in their yard. And nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really cool to see stuff like that and people embrace uh, the season. Um, as far as like, uh, ho- like what my criteria was, I mean, this is going to be a little more personal for me where I chose movies that in, in my head, when I think of like, Oh, Halloween or, or fall is coming up. These are the first movies that I think of. Um, I, I ha- I've only gotten a chance to rewatch one of them, um, and it confirmed that for me. The others, I, I, I don't. So maybe the others aren't necessarily fall movies, fall set movies, but they're movies that I always think of when entering the fall. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I think of leaves on the ground, when I think of like trees with, with like really burgundy leaves that are about to fall or really bright yellow leaves or brown leaves, I think of these movies. When I think of wind blowing a crisp air. Uh, I think of these movies, you know, so um, that, that was kind of my criteria uh, again, really personal movies and, and they might not make sense to some people, but um, they, they're, they're my movies, you know, for mm-hmm. the fall. So, yeah. What about you, Casey? 
Yeah, I mean, I've always loved Halloween. It was the... And I always feel like Halloween fans always, like, attack Christmas of, like, they hate Christmas and they have to love Halloween. I like both. I love both, yeah. And for me, they kind of fall into similar categories of, like, I don't decorate my house for really either of them. I kind of put out a little bit for both, but nothing too crazy. But what kind of defines both for me is, like, the type of food you eat during that Mm. time what the weather's like, and the movies you watch. Mm. So, like, the weather right now is kind of perfect fall weather here in South Dakota. It's been mm-hmm. raining off and on a couple times a week. I love fall rain. Mm-hmm. I love, like you guys, love the sound of crunching leaves. I love the smell. I love Nature's having the, ASMR, right? Yeah. I, I love having the windows open in the house and just mm. feeling that cool breeze come in. Also, that that kind of leans into, like, I guess my movies and how I'm going to pick them is like, these are movies. I want the windows open to feel that cool air mm. hit me as I'm watching them. And some of them might be a comfort to hit, to feel that cold air or mm. some of them, it might be like, what's what's outside <laughs> that I can't see that's in that cold air right now. Mm. Uh, yeah. That, and I love like Sam too. I'm kind of a basic bitch. I love pumpkin spice. Like it's the one mm. time of year where I'm like Starbucks, couple times a week please uh yeah and these the movies i'm picking like yeah i want to sit back with a pumpkin spice latte windows open lights down and Mm. put one of these on yeah to piggyback off something sam said earlier was um every year um with my oldest daughter at least now my youngest one does too but like we october we watched the it's it's the it's the great pumpkin charlie brown Mm -hmm. we watched that one last weekend and now we're you know we're gonna watch the Thanksgiving one for Thanksgiving and the the Christmas one for Christmas, but that one I can see becoming like a thing every year now what we do. So this mm-hmm. will probably be the third year now that we watch all of those. So I'm nice. that'll be that'll become a new thing for us. I'm really excited to do that. So all right, well let's get into our list then. Uh, Sam, do you want to want to yeah. kick us off with your your first I'll kick it off pumpkin spice autumn horror movie? So, you know, most of these, and this is because I like to feel that vibe year round. It's my comfort vibe. Mm. And so I'll put these on just about any time. But like around this time is when they start going on like heavy rotation. Um, And so my first one is Paranorman. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, I absolutely adore this movie. I think it's like his best. Mm. Um, I really, I really like everything they've done, but this one is just my vibe. It's about a monster kid loves horror movies he talks to dead people no one believes him like it's just it's one of those movies that caught me off guard like it was not on my radar i did not see it in theaters it wasn't until i like rented it from family video that i was like oh my god i have to like i have to own this movie and so i went back to family video and i bought one of the copies Hmm. um and like it's just it's been a staple ever since i just every time i watch it i love it more um the animation is just gorgeous um the story's kind of routine zombie like you know mm-hmm. it's it's Shaun of the dead but with little kids um but oh god it's got the witchy vibes to it at the end um i find it really poignant um i love it has the power with just like one line at the end to uh you know, piss the homophobes off. Um, <laughs> there's just a lot to love about this movie. It's, uh, I don't know. 
you got John Goodman in the voice cast. How can you not mm. love this movie? Like he's just giving 110% in this. It's so good. Um, yeah. I, I love Paranorman. I love it. It's tremendous. So that's my first pick. Yeah. That's, that's a great, great first movie. movie. I, I love the box trolls as well. I think it's from yes. the same studio. Yeah. Um, that one's really good. And it kind of has that like, autumnal vibe to it too. A little bit, yeah, yeah. More like with the color scheme and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I love Paranormal as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, what else has Laika done? Um, Coraline, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Okay, okay. Um, Missing Link was their uh, most recent. And I really liked that one. That's a fun, like, Yeti monster movie. Yeah, yeah. Box yeah. Trolls and Paranormal are my favorites that they've done. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop motion animation rules. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, yeah. Blake. Okay. What do you Make got? My first one? Okay. First. Yeah. My first one is uh, I'll just go back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, it's Phantasm. Uh, yes. Has like, I don't know when this movie takes place, like what season. But it has a lot, like, because due to its budget, it feels very dark and sort of autumn-y. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people wear, like, jean jackets. Mm-hmm. And it takes place at night with the wind blowing. And, um, yeah, I just, like, I, I, Phantom is weird. Where, like, I don't, I don't know if I love it, but, like, it's such an interesting movie to me where... It has a lot of ideas, and I don't think they all come together. But um, I, I just I, there's something about it that I can't stop watching it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's probably like one of my most watched horror movies that I that I, that I you know I've, seen, I've probably seen it seven or eight times. And um, like again, I, I don't know when this movie is set, but like it really gives off it, it gives off that like pre-winter vibes where mm-hmm. like where it's 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 you can tell like it's chilly at night. But it's not full blown uh, cold. Like, and, and I, I know it takes place in California where they don't get snow, but like it has that, like, oh, the leaves are gonna fall any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of scenes where like they like they're next to a fireplace, um, <laughs> playing guitar. This is the dumbest shit. But um, oh, there's extensive acoustic guitar. I mean, scenes if we want to go I through, love it. <laughs> If we want to go through dumb stuff in this movie, like there's a lot, but like, <laughs> like there's one sequence where like this dude is playing electric guitar on the on the on the uh, the steps of his house, and his buddy, who is an ice cream man, I know like, Reggie pulls, the ice cream man, pulls up and like pulls out his acoustic guitar, and they just start like like slow jamming this thing together, and it's just like a three minute scene. Anyway, uh, and correct yeah, me I mean, if I'm wrong, but isn't Reggie the Ice Cream Man? Like, I know he's the one of the central characters in Phantasm too. Is he like the main protagonist of all of these? Uh, except the fifth one. I except think. the fifth one. Okay, dude, there is a. I don't know which Phantasm it is. I, I'm gonna watch him here soon. There's one. Fa- <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. There's one Phantasm movie where like there's voiceover from Reggie. And I, I'm not kidding. He says something to the effect of like, I used to be an ice cream man, but now <laughs> but now I'm a warrior in the fight. It's three the apocalypse. Is it three? It's three. Because I started that one way too late and I ended up falling asleep. 
but it I, like it opens with like Reggie giving that whole speech over it, voiceover. It, it, it confirmed. <laughs> it's it conf- insane. It confirmed to me that Don Coscarelli is just like a wild man. Like, I, yeah. I love it. But yeah, I mean, Phantasm is a movie like I think about a lot, and I, I really don't know why, other than like when it's like April or January or June, and it's like, oh, I can't wait to feel those Phantasm vibes. And yeah. like I said, like I said, I don't even really love this movie, but like there's something about it that I, I just keep coming back to. It. There's a lot mm-hmm. of images in it, like the ball, the the tall man, the imps, the like the pillars where they go through to another planet, like the the like the bar they go to the car the the the, the chase sequence the 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 the, uh, the 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 dream sequences all I just mm. like the grave like I even mentioned the graveyard this like half the movie takes place in a graveyard mm-hmm. like I just yeah this is a movie like, I think about all the time and it's because like I think I think when it's not late September October I'm yearning for like this feeling so Phantasm was an easy easy like choice for me mm-hmm. uh, to kick off my my three. Heck yeah. Yeah, that's a great pick. It has that wet fall vibe. Yes. Even yeah. though like, I don't think there's any wetness. No, there. it just I, has but, that but you're right. Pre like, pre snow yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's right. like dreary mm-hmm. a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, and the score too plays into all that as well. So it's got, yeah. it's got mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh horror scores. Oh, that score is just yeah, incredible. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, Casey, what's your first pick? All right, my mine's similar to yours, Sam. It's kind of uh, I, though you watch Paranorman as as an adult. Uh, I mean, I'm going into the kids' territory for my first one. Yeah, for me, like, and all three of the movies I'm picking have the like. I want to watch these with commercials. Mm. <laughs> okay. And for me, like, I don't know. There's something about watching a Halloween movie with commercials when you know you're going to get that like Reese's commercial with. Like, <laughs> You know the one I'm talking about. The Reese's. Uh, it's the bat one, right? Yeah, they have the bat yep. Reese's. Yeah. Uh, and this is one I only watched on TV as a kid because it is a TV movie. It's a Disney Channel original movie. It's Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. <laughs> the best Halloween yeah. Town movie. Uh, directed by Mary Lambert from Pet Cemetery 1 and 2. Nice. I did not know that. Yep. Wow. That's uh, rad. Yeah. I, I, I tend to watch the first two Halloween movies. I try to watch them every Halloween season. Um, I rewatched the first one already. I will get to this Halloween one. or Halloween Town? Halloween Town. Okay. And as a kid, like I always looked forward to to either like the ABC Family 31 Nights of Halloween or even Disney Channel always played Halloween stuff around this time. I always looked forward to the first two Halloween Town movies and Hocus Pocus and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Ichabod Crane Disney version, because I always knew they would play those. And like those for me, all four of them hit those vibes. But I picked this one because I think out of all of them, this might be the like the one that like scared me the most as a kid. Because yeah. there's so much like you go into Halloween Town in this movie. It's a sequel to the obviously a sequel to the first one. The first one's very low budget and Halloween Town, like though I love it and think it's very nostalgic. It's very cheap. I think I talked about this last episode. You did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just normal people wearing a cheap uh, Halloween mask. Yeah, this one, 
it, it it doesn't really have that because when you go to Halloween Town, everyone's monochromatic. All the life, all the texture, all the color has been sucked out of Halloween Town, and everyone's literally black and white, and they're all look human. And I'm like, oh my god, that that's terrifying because Halloween Town's the coolest. I want to go there. I don't want to go to this <laughs> black and white, boring world where everyone's just super boring, where one of the characters literally sorts socks. <laughs> that's, how, that's like that's how boring he is he's he's trying to match socks. Uh, Calabar is Calabar's son, Cal, in this movie. He's a great <laughs> villain. Um, I guess fun behind the scenes. Uh, the guy who played Cal, Daniel uh, Kuntz, married Marnie in real life, Kimberly oh. J. Brown. After they met on this movie, and they're still oh married my God. to the state. Uh, that's so cool. That's, that's pretty cool. Uh, Debbie Reynolds is great as. Aggie, I think she's kind of like she's everyone's grandma in these movies. I love her so much. There's a sequence in this movie that has always stood out to me, and it's one that they always played in every single commercial on the Disney Channel. And it's when the when Marnie's mom puts on the the mask and she turns into the monster. It is oh, legitimately yeah. a terrifying moment because she has this normal Halloween mask on and then it like transforms her and she turns into like an actual monster and it's terrifying. And she goes after the, the youngest sister, Marnie's youngest sister. Yeah. I love Halloween town. I love both of these movies. I didn't watch. I think the, is the third one Halloween town high. Maybe I think so. And then there's a fourth one too. I know. Yeah. And then the fourth one, uh, Kimberly J Brown is not even in that one that's kind of where i dropped off um yeah i love these and again like i said it's it's one where i want to watch with the commercials i want to see like the preview for hocus pocus coming on next i want to have the reese's commercial i want to see what new toys what new super soakers are coming out while watching this movie uh yeah it's just kind of that perfect vibe for me of nostalgic while also (laughs) being like yeah this is a pretty fun kids movie yeah Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Hell yeah. All right, that makes it my number two, right? Sam's second movie. What do you got? Okay, so I was going to go with like a classic Universal Monster movie, but then I realized that the Universal Monster movie that I've always gone to, especially in spooky season, is the one I just bought a novelization of, and that's Mel Brooks' Young Frankenstein. Um, I think, I mean... Young Frankenstein to me is the greatest comedy ever made. It is. I And I'd even consider it a horror comedy. I know a lot of people just consider it a comedy. But like as a kid, this movie, there were moments that genuinely unnerved me um, in between the laughs. Um, I, I don't think this movie works unless you treat it seriously as a horror movie, which Mel Brooks does in the lighting, in the score, even in some of the like the ways that the monster is portrayed and the way that Gene Wilder is portrayed. Like there I I uh the first time I watched this movie it genuinely like unnerved me at times. Um and obviously it, it doesn't now, but it's just I don't know. When I think spooky, I always think black and white and uh to me this is one of the best black and white movies there are. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, yeah, I love young Frankenstein. I think it's a gag a minute. I think Marty Feldman is, is Igor is just like, (laughs) I mean, dude should have been nominated for an Oscar for this movie. He's so good in this. Um, I, yeah, 
I, I love this movie. Um, it's coming to the state this week, this uh, weekend. It's coming back mm-hmm. to the state. Yep. Um, and I'm really excited because I missed it the first time around mm-hmm. and I am not missing it this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% going to be there for at least one of the screenings. So uh, yeah, Young Frankenstein is always just one of my favorite movies to put on this time of year. Yeah, I watched it the first time it came around to the state and I literally sat front row dead center. Mm, and nice. It is top three favorite state theater mm. experiences I've had. I love, I love, I love young Frankenstein. Uh, I remember Kayla bought me a version of the movie, even though I think I have like two or three versions of it already, <laughs> just because I love it that much. Um, yeah. this. Oh, I have cool. it twice on yeah. VHS. Like it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Young Frankenstein rules. We'll do a full, we got to do a full young Frankenstein episode. We do. All right, Blake. Blake. Yes, movie number two for me, another easy one. Um, again, I don't know when this movie actually takes place. Um, but for me, it, it, it has that vibe of like the air is cold and the leaves are changing. Um, that movie is Brad, Brad Anderson's Session 9. Um, I think... I don't know, like, I, I, I don't, I'm not saying this is one of the scariest movies ever made, but it's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. And um, this, this like Phantasm is like a movie I think about all the time. Um, and I've only watched it twice. <laughs> and both times it's absolutely just terrified me. But um, if you have not seen Session 9, it's about these two, uh, sorry, it's about this, uh, uh, a best a, a cleaning crew. They're hired to clean out um, a former mental a mental institution that's been closed down for years. And while they're doing that, weird things start happening, and you, you really don't know what. And um, they kind of start to go crazy. It's kind of like a shining in um, a mental institute. But again, it just has a lot of those fall vibes. Where like. It, it has like the, 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 the trees with, with a lot of leaves and it gives off that, that cool air, like pre cold, uh, fall vibe. Um, and, um, I, I just, I always think about this movie just like phantasm, whether it's like October or whether it's January or June or February, it just doesn't matter. Like this is, this is one I'm always like, Oh yeah, I want to watch this one first thing. In October, and, and of course I never do, but it's it's always one that like is always psyching me up and getting me in the mood for mm-hmm. the fall. And um, I know I know it might not be a conventional choice, but um, this is just a movie that I think about all the time. Oh yeah, I I've, actually have not seen this. this yeah, I was gonna say I've never seen it. List. I've never seen it either. Yeah, we're gonna have to change that, Sam. Yeah. I know one of the the way you're describing this is the way I feel like I feel about uh, fourth kind. Like I haven't rewatched it since I watched it the first time, mm. but it scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think about that movie about once every couple of months. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. All right, Casey. All right. Uh, my next one, uh, I just realized, and I think I told you guys this, but I, I doubled down on it. All of my movies have Halloween in the title. <laughs> uh, my next one is is one that I watched 
I think last year, maybe two years ago for the first time. So it's a relatively new one to add to my Halloween rotation. Unfortunately, it's not streaming anywhere right now. Um, and also the Blu-ray is ridiculously priced. I, I'm going to have to probably just pull the trigger and get this movie. It is the WNUF Halloween. Ah, I just added this to my list. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have either of you seen this movie? I have not seen this. No. Okay. I have seen it. I you were talking about Halloween Town and adding commercials, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I need to put. I, I need mm-hmm. to bring up WNUF. So I, I literally typed that up as you were talking about Halloween Town too. So I was gonna actually bring it up, but yes, let's yeah. talk about it because this is. Uh, yeah, go ahead. This might be like the quintessential thing I'm trying to describe in my yep. Halloween feeling. It is literally the first thirty minutes is a literal local news broadcast from the late 1980s that talks about all the Halloween events going on in this town. And it's intercut with them going to a live feed at this Mm -hmm. haunted location where one of their reporters is at, and he's going to go inside there for their WNUF Halloween special. And it's like an hour long special that's going to air right after the news. And it's literally almost like you're watching this in real time. There is fast forwarding. So it's almost like you recorded it and you're watching it later that night or whatever. After you've gone trick or treating, you're you're fast forwarding through parts of the news and watching certain things you want to watch. There's commercials intercut throughout the entire broadcast Mm -hmm. for like so many like local businesses and stuff like that. I think there's political ads in there too, because I can't remember. Um, Yeah, I watched it. Like I said, I've only watched this movie one time. It's hard to find right now unless you buy the. There's like a bland, a brand new Blu-ray uh, that just came out for the movie. It's kind of expensive. It's like fifty bucks for the Blu-ray. Jeez. Which, which. But doesn't it go straight to the filmmaker? Like, isn't it he selling it himself? Yeah, he's selling it himself, which yeah. is very cool. Um, I know they just made a sequel that released, I think, last October. Oh, really? Yeah, and I haven't watched that yet either because it's not. It's it's the a mega tape yet. out there, Halloween mega tape. Okay, yep. nice. Yep, and I think he self funded and and did everything himself. Oh. Filmmaker is Chris Lamartin, uh, Lamartina. Uh, this was made on a budget I saw on uh, IMDb of one thousand five hundred dollars. Holy oh crap! My God. We yeah. got that's do something, awesome. Guys. Uh, yeah. The commercials are, I think, shot by filmmaking friends or just friends of his, uh, because each commercial is shot by a different director as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, this is it's it's wholly unique. It's something yep. you've never seen before. Ghost Watch is easily the closest thing you would get to it but ghost watch also is a very unique and very much its own thing this movie it kind of becomes ghost watch i guess in the second half but it's also intercut with commercials while they're doing the right like they're investigating the ghost of this house and (laughs) like they bring in like a priest and a medium and all that type of stuff the commercials do wear thin i guess a little bit in the second half they get repetitive that's my only gripe is that i wish the actual like Halloween special was just, hey, we're going commercial free for the next hour while we do the live feed from the house. That's the only, yeah. that's my only thing on it because most of the commercials they just replay and it's ones you've seen before because they played them during oh, the news broadcast. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's my one gripe I have on it. But again, it, it adds to that experience of your, I mean, I'm not an 80s kid. I was born in 94, but still watching the news as a kid and then you're waiting for like 
what's this scary thing that they're going to air after after the news? That's that's creepy. Let's watch it. Yeah, WNUF Halloween special like perfectly encapsulates the vibe of. Um, yep, I 100% agree. I actually was watching this one night. My wife walked in. And she's like, "What in the world mm-hmm. is this?" And I just kind of like, oh, someone recreated an entire like special and they shot everything to where it looks like it was made, you know, 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. 20 years ago, whatever it was. And it's just like, if anything is committed to the bit and um, I'm I'm with you, Casey, some of the commercials get really repetitive. However, one of them is like hilarious where it's like this guy selling mattresses. Yeah. And the it got like funnier and funnier. Like it's that old adage where it's like a joke is not funny the first time. It's not funny the second time, but the third time it's hilarious. And like the third time this mattress commercial came on, I was just losing it. Um, the whole like mystery part of the, like the actual, like we're going in this house, that whole thing doesn't pay off for me, but like it, the whole experience is so well done Yeah. that, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, if, if you hadn't brought this up, I definitely would have. So, um, yeah, this is a really, really fun movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, 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 and if, if you did, if you decide to watch it, Sam, like just, you got, you got, you have to like give it time because it doesn't get into anything for like, it feels it, like 20, 20 minutes. Like, you're literally before. watching okay. the news for the first yeah. half yeah, hour I mean, of the movie. Yeah. I'm cool with that. That's but cool. It's, it's really well done. It's still like a cult thing, even within horror. I think it's still like a small movie, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, what a what an awesome choice that is. All right, Sam, All right. last movie. What do you got? God, you know what? I'm gonna switch it up. Can't do that. Go, go back to the original. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all like kind of family friendly. Okay. Um, I was originally gonna put Sleepy Hollow from Tim Burton, mm-hmm. which, but I talked about that when I called it one of the best movies of the '90s on our '90s horror countdown. So. I'm going to talk about something I don't get to talk about much. I'm going to talk about the dark Disney flick, Something Wicked This Way Comes, <laughs> which is based on a Ray Bradbury novel. Um, it's a coming-of-age story, definitely set in the fall. It has that changing-of-the-seasons type of vibe to it. Um, and this isn't one that I watched until about two years ago. I found the DVD at Last Stop. And uh, since Disney doesn't want to seem to ever put it on like streaming or anything, I picked it up and I kind of fell in love with it. And it has been like an annual watch ever since. Um, I now own it on VHS as well. Um, It's, I mean, it's essentially about a kid coming to terms with mortality and death and growing up but also in like a really spooky way where a carnival comes to town and there's a tall man that's like haunting Mm. him. And uh, it's, it's got a little bit of phantasm vibes to it actually. Mm. Um, It's, I just, I don't know. I love this movie. Um, If you can find a copy of it, I mean, I think the DVD is probably on eBay for like six bucks. I doubt it's super expensive, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Something Wicked This Way comes is all fall vibes all the way through. Um, and it's really like thematic and kind of heavy for being a PG Disney movie for kids. Um, and I just, I don't know. I like the way it, it, it does not, uh, it doesn't shy away from like the darker side of, of life and death. 
Um, I mean, there's like there's a dream sequence where a kid gets like literally beheaded in a guillotine. Um, and it's a PG Disney movie. Like it, it's insane. So I like I love this movie. It's hmm. it's really good. Um, check it out if you if you haven't seen it. So yeah, cool. I've always wanted to see that one, mm-hmm. and I just I never have. So mm. we'll have to have a movie night. I'll just bring it down to the theater room. It's on yeah. DVD, so it's not going to be the best quality, but I don't care. It's there. <laughs> so, Let's watch the VHS cool. instead. Yeah, <laughs> see if I can hook up my VCR. It's probably the, the same quality as that DVD is. Anyway. <laughs> probably. <laughs> All right, Blake. Uh, yeah. Um, are we going to talk about like other ones briefly after? Or yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. 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 So my final one before I I have other ones that I considered. Um, you know, I, I really vacillated between like which ones I wanted to talk about, and um, the last one that I just like I think about. I don't think about as often as Phantasm or, or, or Session Nine, but I, I do think about a lot that I and and like uh, some of the ones that you guys have chosen. I've only seen this one time, and it was probably like fifteen years ago. It's called Satan's Little Helper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this one almost this one almost made my list. This one, so this one takes place on Halloween, I think. Yep, and um, <laughs> it's this fun little straight to video movie um with uh, uh <laughs> it's about this it's about this kid i in case you have to help me with the plot but like basically this kid like he he's a, he goes that's with satan he wants to go tr- well we don't know that right i mean no he, do, he he plays a game called satan's little helper a video game and he's obsessed with satan cuz that's the main character in it okay yeah and he he go, he wants to go trick or treating, but like his sister doesn't want to or something, mm-hmm. and he he ends up going trick or treating with this like serial killer, who's going around killing people from house to house, and the kid doesn't know it. And it's just like your typical straight to video movie where it has a lot of like tones. Mostly, it's comedy, and um, it's got an absolutely insane performance from Amanda Plummer. Who plays Honey Bunny? I think in Pulp Fiction at the beginning and oh, end of the, yeah. of the movie, she is she is let loose in this movie and she does not disappoint. But takes place on Halloween. They're going trick or treating. Um, <laughs> I think even at one point they're like holding hands, walking through the streets, and everyone's out trick or treating. It's kind of like the open like um, which which is it the first Halloween like twenty eighteen where like. Everyone's out trick or treating, and there's people everywhere. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that vibe, mm-hmm. and um, just with like this kid um, holding hands with the serial killer as he goes around killing people as as they trick or treat. Really dumb little fun movie. Um, it just got a Blu-ray release like last year or two years ago from Synapse. I yeah, I literally just pulled it up right now. I might have to yeah. pull the trigger on the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. Really fun movie. Uh, don't expect too much, but like. It really is like the like a Halloween set movie. Um, like I said, I haven't seen it for a long time, but I like one of those that like people don't talk about enough. That's kind of like oh, I might as well like put my word out on it. And um, got a really really cool cover art for the for the for the uh, the DVD at least. And uh, they're pretty iconic. Like I rem- I remember seeing that in a video in the video store. Sure. And I didn't ever go to video stores, but I remember sure. that cover. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just a fun movie. Is it Joseph Lieberman who did it? I think who made like a, a couple of horror movies and then like did this. 
like a, like decades after directing stuff, but um, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I I just think it's a really really fun movie. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, All right, Casey. That was Satan's Little Helper was going to be my pick if I didn't pick the WNUF um, mm. special. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I that that's fully that again the vibe I'm I'm trying to go for. Uh, my last one, I know we said we're not picking Halloween movies. I'm breaking breaking the rule. I'm I'm not picking John Carpenter's Halloween though. I'm picking one that again I just want to watch on TV with commercials. Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Okay, that's a different one than I was expecting. I'm okay. Me with too. This. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, a movie that. See, I think the other one you probably thought I was going to say was Halloween Four, which I think is yes. a better movie than this one. Also oozes that Halloween vibe, but for me, like as a kid who was born in '94, this came out in '95, '96. This has that like my childhood vibe, where like. The decorations feel like, hey, I've seen those decorations before. I knew those teenagers around Halloween time. Uh, this, the plot of this movie is pretty, pretty bonkers, even in terms of Halloween movies. Especially now that we've gotten, I, I thought Halloween Ends kind of had a weird plot. This one is definitely the weirdest plot of any Halloween movie, one hundred percent. It takes place like ten years after Halloween four and five. Daniel Harris is no longer Jamie Lloyd, uh, the nie- the the niece of Michael Myers. Uh, she is now like a teenager. I hope to God she's a she's a over eighteen, but I don't think she is. Uh, she is a pregnant teen who has been impregnated by, and I think it's different in both versions. In one of them, it's Michael. In one of them, it's Michael. I'm, which is I'm not, really really weird. It, it's really weird. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go into that. Anyway, it's because Michael is now part of this Cult of Thorn, which Halloween 4, 5, and 6 fall into the Cult of Thorn trilogy, which I unabashedly love. I love that trilogy. It, it's very loose as a trilogy, um, but I think it introduces stuff that at least makes later sequels of, hey, no longer is this guy just pure evil and that's his only motivation. No, what's introduced some weird writing in the stars crap where Michael has a tattoo that's connected to some sort of stars. And on Halloween night, the stars align and he has to kill his every member of his family. So he does. So he kills Jamie Lloyd at the the beginning of this movie. Only she gives birth to her baby and a uh, crazy Paul Rudd, who is kind of void of any charisma in this movie that, you know, Paul Rudd for (laughs) is playing an adult Tommy Doyle who takes this baby and watches over it basically for the rest of the movie. And he teams up with the Strode family. I'm trying to remember how they're related to Lori. It's like her, would have been like her dad's brother, I think is who yeah. it is. Anyway, they moved into the Myers house because let's, as the Strode family directly connected to Michael Myers, the serial killer, let's move into his old childhood house. That'll go good. Uh <laughs> Their house is, I mean, perfectly decorated for the Halloween season. There's a Halloween uh, party that's like hosted by a radio DJ in the like second half of this movie. The third act is, uh, I believe it's at a hospital or a, an asylum. 
trying to remember which one it is but again it has i don't know it just has the the lighting like i feel like again like i said i want windows open during these movies halloween town it's gonna feel nice by the end of the night when i'm watching halloween six the curse of michael myers i'm gonna be like feeling the breeze come in and be like is michael myers just standing on the other side of that window yeah nice yeah i love this movie it's a ton of fun uh it's obviously not the best Halloween movie. It's not the best sequel. It's not even the best of this trilogy. But, but it at least it, does something different. <laughs> it does something different. It captures that vibe. And like for me in high school, my my high school Halloween days were watching AMC. And literally <laughs> the foreign trilogy was always on no matter what time of day. Yeah. And so those those three movies have a have a very special place in my heart. Oh yeah. So we doing like runner ups then? Yeah. Um, literally, the, my only other two runner-ups for my list were Halloween Four and Satan's Little Helper. Mm. Oh, okay, nice. I I had a bunch rattling around in my head. Um, I talked about Sleepy Hollow being one of them. Also, because I love the Sleepy Hollow story, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mister Toad. Like that's still to me mm. the best version <laughs> of that story. Um, I love that one. Uh, Curse of the Weir Rabbit, the Wallace and Gromit one. Um, I really like that. Uh, Jennifer's Body is a personal one that I love because I remember seeing that one in the theater during the fall, during that time. And I was like jamming the soundtrack a lot in autumn. Um, and then uh, Wes Craven's My Soul to Take. Which Andy, Andy, Andy is Andy still here? Is Andy, Which, is Andy, Andy, is Andy if here? you're still here, one star is 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 way too low for this masterpiece of modern <laughs> horror. I can't wait for you to make me watch these Ots Wes Craven movies. I'm sure I, I love Ots Wes Craven. Them. I really do. I he never lost it. <laughs> My soul to take is better than Scream Four. Fight me, Internet. Get the fuck out of you here. You are an insane <laughs> person. I haven't even watched the movie. Anymore. I haven't watched it. There's no way. Wow. Just yeah. All right. Well, are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Okay. What, what do you got, Blake? Uh, Lords of Salem, the Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So good. Very, very. Th- that's like, um, like that's like a pushing like November cold movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, really, really uh, cold, breezy movie. Um. I don't know who directed it, but Silver Bullet from the from like eighty five yes! uh, is a is a blatantly like fall um, movie about werewolves, which is a lot of fun. It's so um, funny because it takes place over the course of like a whole year. Yeah, but like yeah, it feels yeah, yeah. like it feels like half of it is in the fall anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, we got a plan for next year, and it's like, what? Like next year? But um, yeah, that I like that one a lot too. I watch that one frequently. Uh, Grave Encounters is another one that makes me feel mm. that like cold, um, that cold fall vibe, even though it like it takes place pretty much all inside. Um, maybe because it reminds me so much of Session Nine, since they're both in mental institutions. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, I mean, listen, it's 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 a brand new movie, like past few years, and it's not a good movie, but um. Hubie Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> I just put that on the other day. I love that movie. <laughs> it 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 is drenched mm-hmm. in Halloween. Yeah, I mean, almost to the point where like it's you know like a joke. It, it's yeah. it's so absurdly 
like everything like Halloween decorations have Halloween decorations on them. Yeah. You know, like it's <laughs> it's it's so Halloween. And the, the I think it takes place all in one day, maybe actually. Now that I think about it, I could be wrong about that. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean it's a fun time. It's not a great movie, but it's a lot of fun. Um and June uh, Squibb wears a shirt that says yeah. boner donor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, I love that movie. There, there's that too. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, they go to a drive-in and watch horror movies. People are dressed up in horror characters. Um, the scream mask makes an appearance at one mm-hmm. point. There's um, literally a witch trial at the end of it. yeah, <laughs> like yeah, they, they go to a haunted house at one point. There's mm-hmm. a monster mash dance. I mean, it's it is like it's everything they can fit into every every piece of horror they can or Halloween they can fit into. An hour and forty five minutes, like it's there. There's and, even um, a corn maze. Yeah, even a I, corn yeah, maze. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's all there. A werewolf. There's a werewolf in it. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, <laughs> kind yeah, of. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I I don't I don't love Hubie Halloween. It's really dumb. But like, like if you're if you want to get in the spirit of of Halloween and the fall falling leaves of, of autumnal seasonal stuff like this is it like this is mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. go so yeah Hubie all the way mm-hmm. hell yeah I know Andy loves that one too so <laughs> <laughs> no Hubie Halloween, Halloween rules yeah it does mm-hmm. it does if I, I was 13 years old it'd be my favorite Halloween oh yeah ever. If we could have gone like three hours on this show, I I watched so much on Saturday. I had like a whole Scooby Doo slash Halloween oh speaking marathon of that, on Saturday. <laughs> speaking of that, we I did watch the Scooby Doo and Kiss movie last night with my yeah with my kids, oh nice. Which, How was I that? Mean, I mean, it, they yeah they love Scooby Doo. You guys know that, <laughs> but uh, it was really funny because it just it, it, it felt like they just wanted another avenue to like showcase their music. Yeah, so like it's like the Detroit Rock City, and like I was made for loving you and some other stuff. And but one thing I really loved about it was the way that they made fun of Kiss, like merchandising everything. <laughs> Where like it's like, oh, yeah, are you lost in the dark? Here's a here's a Kiss flashlight, 1995 on Kiss.com. <laughs> I, I, I loved all of that stuff, but uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. I you know, I got requests all day today to put Scooby or you know they they call it Ubi Doo, but um. I got requests all day to put that on, and I'm like, no, yeah, we can't watch, we can't watch it every night. But yeah, <laughs> so probably some more Scooby Doo as October progresses. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to do that as well. Heck yeah! Have they seen Trick or Treat Scooby Doo? I mean, whatever's on HBO, they've they've watched. They've watched. Okay. They've I watched think that one's on there. That watched, is on HBO. Yeah. I mean, we've watched hours of Scooby Doo, so. That's awesome. Um, I think the one at the camp is the is my favorite, at least. Camp whether. Scare, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, yeah, Camp yeah. Scare rules. Yeah, it's it's really good. Yeah, it's a Friday the Thirteenth movie, but Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Hell yeah! Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, these are, I mean, all nine of our movies just kind of like there's your there's your Halloween weekend right there. Those nine movies. Heck yeah. Uh yeah, I mean go go check all of them out. I think there's probably only two that I know for sure are not probably streaming anywhere, and that's mm. the WNUF Halloween special yeah. and Sam's something, something wicked. wicked. Uh, both do have uh, DVDs. 
uh, available. So they are available. You can find them. You can find all these movies some way, shape, or form. Uh, should we wrap this thing up then? Do we have any other final thoughts on our on our on our big movies here? I don't think so. No, this is fun. This yeah, was awesome. It's good to be back with you guys again. A lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's good to have you back. We uh, yeah. we might have to do it again soon. Yeah, maybe next year we'll we'll, we'll try something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on the uh, Gene Simmons Ozzy Osbourne Halloween classic Trick or Treat? Me. Yeah, I've never seen it. Okay, <gasps> maybe we gotta bring you on to do the do theater the, night. Do trick or treat. I, is it is it is it Shutter is coming to the screen box? Screen box. Okay. It's coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Or you can come watch my really crappy DVD version. <laughs> Isn't it getting a Blu-ray or four K? Yeah, it's, it's it getting is getting a four K. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. Synapse, I believe. I, I know you guys like don't go past VHS, but I'm excited to see the blu-ray or whatever so. no I'll, i'm i'm gonna get oh yeah i'm gonna get yeah i don't even i'm, I'm just kidding guys uh, yeah, the I'm terrible gonna... youtube rip i watched of it was, was not sufficient enough oh the terrible of, youtube rip probably was speaking of that i just want to remind you that someone recorded halloween four or five from eight like when it appeared appear on yeah. tv yeah and it's 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 fully on youtube with commercials and everything. So if you want to do that, oh, that's, that's that, rad. That, that's I, how I, I watch Halloween four. Is it really? <laughs> I watched yeah. it last year uh, it, for, it, on Halloween season. I, yeah. I didn't it was watch great. It, but I think that's a really cool like I uh, way of sort of like living in the past. So mm-hmm. yeah, for, for everyone neat. out there who is watching or listening, that's available on YouTube. Yeah. Oh sometimes I will just pull up like I'll pull up the one link hour of '90s Nickelodeon commercials or something yeah. like that, yep. and just have them in the background. <laughs> Halloween for TV. Okay, I will. I'll, I'll put it in the comments here. Sam, yeah, you want to give the people uh, some of the plugs where they can find our show yeah. and where they can find us online. You can subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also watch the show on YouTube. Um, you can check out our merch, tpublic.com. Just search Screams from the Basement. Uh, we got some cool merch. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be fun um, to expand our store and maybe get some more cool things in for you guys. Um, you can also follow us on our socials. We are on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Um, and you know, I wasn't able to live tweet with Joe Bob because we were busy watching Chucky on the big screen this Friday, but, uh, as more Joe Bob starts happening, um, we're going to be tweeting from the, uh, from the screams account, uh, mm-hmm. with the mutant fam. Cause, uh, we really like doing that. So was it demons uh, two he showed this past week? He played demons two and then all hallows Eve. Um, it's available yeah. now for restream on shutter. So I'm going to get I, to that this week. I need to get to that. Dan Housen is on it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, Joe I Bob plus that. Dan Housen. All right, let's do it. Yep, yep. I'm in for, for some sure. Joe Bob Housen. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, Blake, Blake, do you have any uh, plugs, any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to be my friend on Facebook, you certainly can. Um, I'm on Instagram, BlakeG5150. I'm on Letterboxd at the Real John G. Um, if you want to hear me talk about other stuff that I, I watch and like art house world cinema stuff. You can listen to me on the criterion break 
like I said, we're on a hiatus right now. Um, but we are planning on some stuff later. I, you know, Andy's got some stuff going on and I got some stuff going on and we, we plan on being back, um, soon, I hope. Um, but, uh, that's on the fat dude digs flicks channel on wherever you get your podcasts, maybe even YouTube as well. But yeah, I mean, that's all I've really got going on. Otherwise, I mean, I'm just watching movies. I work at the state theater. So if you were in Heck Sioux yeah. Falls, um, come on down and say hello. I, 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 I'll probably be taking a break coming up here a little bit from that, I think. Um, and then I'll be back working a lot uh, after a few weeks. But um, yeah, I work there. Um, I love that place. I love helping people watch movies there and all that. So um, any, anyone who wants to come in and say hi, I'm, I'm totally welcome for a short conversation if I'm able to. So yeah, that's kind of all I have going on. Oh, cool. All right. Well, Blake, thanks for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thanks for, yeah, coming thanks on, for inviting man. me. It was, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I love, uh, you guys know, I, I, I've told you this, this guy, the, I've told you guys privately, but like you guys are my favorite horror podcast. I love your, your thanks, guys' man. insights and stuff. And uh, I just, you know what you guys did this past year, SuperCon. Super excited to see what you guys do next year. And uh, I'm really proud of both of you. Um, yeah. Just, uh, just keep on doing what you guys are doing. I, I love, you. every two weeks, I get you on podcasts and I get to listen to you at work and I just, it's one of the highlights of my Fridays. So thanks man. I mean, yeah. a lot. Thank you. yeah appreciate uh, that. I'm going to leave off on one more thing. I just realized it as we were recording, uh, your birthday is October 27th, correct? It is. Yeah. That's when That's this episode, when this drops. episode drops. Oh, October hey. 27th. So happy birthday, Blake. Thank you. Uh, happy birthday, yeah, Blake. Thank you. Appreciate it. This <laughs> yeah, surprise I, I birthday. I forgot episode. about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's this Friday at, at my birthday. So, um, I think I'll be at the State Theater for their mystery movie. So, ah, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. excited for that. That'll be so yeah. much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I might be there for that. I I bought a <laughs> ticket. I I bought a ticket. I just I I haven't decided if I'm actually gonna go yet. But we'll we'll talk about it afterwards. So, heck right. yeah, yeah. Well, Sam, let's wrap this thing up. This has been Screams from the Basement. That's Sam the Damned Lens. That's our guest, Blake, Blake and Stein Ginneth, and I'm Casey the Killer Kelderman. Thank you all for listening, and sweet screams. Sweet screams. Yeet! You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening.